You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 179 with Stephanie Sakura. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am excited to have Stephanie back on the show today. We are going to be talking about day-to-day systems. So this is part three of our four-part series, and I wanted her to talk about systems because I feel like you might fall in the camp of you're either really good at systems or you really struggle with systems. And I fall in the camp of I really love systems, but I'm not really good at creating them. And so it's like my brain knows that, you know what, Amber, you're not doing this Um, probably the most efficient way, Um, but it may not always be able to figure out like what is the system that needs to take place to make my life run more smooth. Uh, Todd, however, is really good at that stuff. So if he gets the ball rolling, I'm usually good at kind of continuing it. Um, So I just thought it'd be good for Stephanie to talk about um, some things that might challenge us in our day-to-day lives and give you some ideas. So I hope this encourages you to kind of evaluate what are some things in your life that is probably not uh, running as smoothly as you would like and, you know, thinking about how you can turn it into a system to make your life easier. Welcome back to my favorite things segment. So today we are talking about daily systems with Stephanie. So I thought, I'm going to talk to you guys about what I do on a daily basis for my skincare. And I do have a lot of women actually ask me about my skin. And um, I thought to myself, you know what, let me share that on the podcast with you guys, what I personally use and why. So the products that I'm going to be talking to you about today are by a company called Remiverse. So this summer, I will be using their products for two years. So I really do love their products. And One of the reasons why I do like it is because they are local here in Franklin, Tennessee, and they make their products in the United States. So that is really cool. Um, The other reason why I love their stuff is because they are oil-free, paraben-free, PEG-free. So that's P-E-G, PEG-free, and they don't contain any dyes or fragrances. So it's a very clean feeling when you're using their products and they work. And so that's such a big deal to me. Um, It's so easy to just buy whatever and you have no idea what they're putting in their products. So I really love that they're here locally and they're also made in the United States. So I'm going to talk to you about what I use on a daily basis. And the first one is their sulfate-free cleanser. And not only does it clean, it tones and exfoliates in one product. So one of the reasons why I really love this cleanser is because I had been looking for an exfoliation um, cleanser, I guess, for a long time. And I either couldn't find one that, um, I guess, cleaned well enough, you know, that there wasn't enough exfoliation or there were exfoliation products out there, but they weren't cleaning my skin. And so it keeps it super simple that this one product can do three things because we all know as moms, we don't have the time to do like an hour routine every day. So when I found this, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. And so I don't have to like exfoliate my face, then clean my face and then put a toner on because that that is a lot of steps. And so I really love the sulfate free cleanser. So that's what I start off with. And then what I use after that is their night nourishing cream. Now, Some of you guys may not need a night nourishing cream for day and night. I can get away with using it day and night because my skin tends to go on the drier side. Some of you guys may just need a day cream and you may be able to use the day cream both day and night, or you may need a day cream for the morning and a night cream at night. 
I also want to throw out there, there is an advanced cream. And I did use that at the beginning. Um, one, because I think my skin was so used to using products that had oil in it that it felt weird to use products that didn't have oil in it. So I think I had to get used to having, I don't know, more moisture or my mind thought I needed that anyway. So, but I found that it was too much for me to use it on a normal basis. So I found for me the night cream both day and night works perfectly. And what I really like about it is it's because it doesn't have any fragrance in it. And so it feels so fresh and clean. Um, Also too, why people love it is because it helps promote your natural level of collagen and it also helps your skin texture. So for me, I feel like my skin just feels more smooth and it just feels, I feel like it helps plump it up a little bit. And that's probably where they're saying with the collagen. And not only does it just help hydrate, it also retains the moisture. However they created it, it's not just hydrating in the moment, it's also keeping the moisture inside. So I really, really love this moisturizer. I, like I said, have been using it for you know, a year and a half, and I don't see myself moving away from it. So again, that's the night nourishing cream. And then the last thing that I use is not on a daily basis. And it's something that I use more on a weekly basis. But I'll tell you, I forget to use this product. And then every time I go back to use it, I think to myself, why did you stop using this? And it's called their miracle mask. And let me tell you, when you put it on and then you take it off, your skin looks so great. That's what I'm saying. Why am I, why, why do I keep stop using this? I don't know. And it's because it's not on my daily routine. So then I just forget about it. Um, so it is called the miracle mask. And what it does is it helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And you only need to leave it on your face and your neck for 15 minutes. And I'm telling you, once you wash that off and you will see that your skin looks more radiant. And I even noticed it. Um, I used it this weekend because I knew I wanted to talk about it. And um, the next day when I was getting ready for church, it just felt like my skin just seemed glowing. And so I really, really love this product. Um, it just I just don't use it on a daily basis. And so the best part though about Remiverse, you guys, is they offer a 60-day money back guarantee. So if you aren't satisfied with it, all you have to do is return any unused portion within 60 days and you will get um, your money back less shipping charges. So um, you might be thinking, where do I find this? So where you find the links, like I mentioned in the shows before, the links will be in the show notes so you can find them there. But if you subscribe to the email list, then you will have that right at your fingertips in your inbox. So if you're wanting to have my favorite things sent to you weekly, then make sure to subscribe to my email list. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com and then enter your name and email and subscribe. So if you're on your phone, just scroll to the bottom. If you're on a desktop, a desktop, it's closer to the top right. And then also you can find these products on my website at mominspiredshow.com forward slash beauty because these are beauty products. So I hope you guys enjoy them. If you end up buying these and loving them, let me know. Or if you have any questions about them, you can email me, amber at mominspiredshow.com. Let's go to the show. Hey, Stephanie, thanks so much for coming back on the show today to do part three of the series. Thank you. It's good to be back. So you guys, if you missed the past two weeks, make sure to go check it out. So episode 177 is all about papers and then 178 is about kid stuff. And this week we are going to be talking about day-to-day systems. So Stephanie, I'm super excited to talk to you about systems. I have to say that I really love the idea of systems, but I'm not always the best at creating them. My husband's really good at them. So I feel like once someone gets the system going, I'm pretty 
good at like keeping it going, but it's another to just think about, oh, that should be a system. It's kind of like sometimes your brain knows that this should be working more efficiently, but you can't quite figure out like, okay, but how does it get there? So sometimes people just need a little bit of a push or some creative ideas on how to get those systems um, in place. So I wanted to have you just kind of share with us some systems that really work well for you or systems that you had to um, help, you know, create for your clients. And one thing though, that stands out to me, and and then we can talk about other things too, that, um, that are different than this is, um, and this might not be hard for some people. So if you're laughing, then just know that there are some people that have to deal with this. But um, sometimes <laughs> my fridge looks like a tornado mess. Like, I don't know, like, and my husband's always like, okay, the leftovers are supposed to be on the top. And then the fruit and the vegetables are on the second shelf. And see, we actually do that. We don't put them all at the bottom because we want to see them to eat them. Like not, yeah. oh, then you're like, oh, wait, what? Like the cilantro was sitting in here. We didn't even know it was there. <laughs> And so, um, yeah. cause we have the two sided old school fridge, not like the freezer on the bottom, like a, uh, like a drawer and stuff like that. Um, so anyways, do you have any systems that you have for keeping your fridge looking really good and not, you know, just kind of so messy that you end up wasting food and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, we probably got Costco lovers in the house like me where it takes up a lot of space, right? Like you're getting these things because your kids can like bust through so much food that you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to get more than, um, a day's worth of berries in the fridge. So, um, (laughs) I would love to hear what you have to say about this. For sure. So, and even just to back up, you know, some people are like, I get the question a lot, what is a system? And, you know, a system is really about where, if we're talking about like organizing our home, like where we place something or when we do something. Um, and to your point, like, I love what a great example of, um, like with your refrigerator that you place the, the fruits and vegetables, that fresh produce with an eyesight, because if you have the right kind of system, we're not relying on like brain power or, or remembering to do the activity we need to do. Like, and because I also say, as moms having systems throughout our, you know, in our homes and our days, like then we're not using our brain power to, to remember, you know, to, to eat the vegetables or to grab the, whatever it might be as we're going out the door, grab the, the bag, um, that having these good systems makes it almost automatic to, to do that activity. So we're saving our brain power for when our child is melting down or when we, you know, want to save time to be present with our partner when they come home at night or that kind of thing. And so it's, it's really about placing things in, you know, in our home in a way that it, it becomes like almost a habit to do that thing. So, um, which we talked a little bit about that atomic habit. So that is right. fresh on my mind, um, that if we place things in the right, you know, in the right spot, we'll do it automatically. Like, so for example, really good one that works in our house. And then I'll talk about the fridge sure. is I placed, um, I placed my kids' vitamins next to my coffee in the, in, oh, yes. in the cabinet. Yep. So every morning when I go to grab that, ca- that coffee, cause that happens every single morning, right. it I grab their bin of vitamins. Yeah. Yep. I, it like, literally, I don't even think about it. I grab the bin of vitamins and I put them, um, I put them on the counter. So when the kids come out, they see them, they take their own vitamins. And then I end up putting it away later in the morning, but mm-hmm. it's automatic now. And I will yeah. say that to support this, cause I moved our coffee. We got a new coffee maker and I didn't like where it was. Cause I felt like it was taking up too much space because mm. I don't like a lot of my counter. I right. moved the coffee, but I didn't move the vitamins. And let me tell oh. you, we didn't take the vitamins. And I was like, they're just proving how, how the well system that system really worked. did work. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, so was your question about how to keep the fridge clean? Was that the Yeah, question? just, okay. yeah. Cause I think, yeah. 
again, people might be holding yep. onto things too long or again, yeah. the whole intentional stuff. Now I get that mm-hmm. people have, might have a lot of people in their household too, right? Like, um, like I just said, I have two girls, they're five and eight. I don't have teenage boys yet. Yeah. My mm-hmm. girls can plow through fruit, like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, I have to like, kind of like pace them a little bit. I'm like, okay, we're yeah. not going to have fruit in two days for your lunches if we are eating them at the pace oh that God, you want yeah. to eat them at. Yeah. And so, um, and I don't want to go to the store every, you know, five seconds to go get it. So, yep. but then at the same time, it can get a little bit crazy in the fridge. So I'm just curious, like, is anything stood out to you to keeping it a little bit more organized so that you can see everything and things aren't getting wasted and all that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah. So, uh, yes, I totally agree. I have two young girls. So yes, we don't have teenage boys, but I'm amazed by how much and fast they can yeah. eat. And um, you know, and I used to buy a lot of stuff. Like I used to do a lot of the shopping at Costco and I've, you know, stepped back and realized there are certain things that I do buy there. Sure. But to your point of that in our fridge, um, sometimes we're holding on to things because mm-hmm. I, when I help a lot of clients in their kitchens, um, we get rid of, I can't even tell you like how much food we get rid of because we hold on to stuff because one, we don't know what's in there. So like, especially in the fridge, we've got a lot of condiments and old stuff yes. that we don't even know is there. And so that's where there's a benefit of really, you know, doing a deep dive and pulling everything out and getting rid of those stuff, the things you don't need, because I imagine you're, you're not buying a fridge full of berries, right? right. So there's probably space being taken up from other things that maybe don't need to be there. Um, but that they are making it harder to see what you need. And so, um, I think the fridge and the pantry are great places to, to invest your time to organize because there's so much waste, um, that goes on in those spaces. So, I would say going through and, you know, clearing out those things that don't need to be there and be honest with yourself. Be like, Mm -hmm. are we really going to use this, you know, whatever sauce it might be that we got left over from a meal (laughs) prep workshop, you know? Yeah. Because holding on to it is not adding anything. If it's, especially if it's taking away from you being able to see that fresh produce you just purchased, that's going to go bad, you know, if that makes sense. So, so I would say clearing stuff out that you're like, this does doesn't need to be here so that you're having more space for, um, the food that you, you know, that you do want to eat and that you did just buy. Um, and then finding a way. So you said like your husband, he's like, well, this goes here, this goes mm-hmm. here, this goes here. Yeah. And that might make sense to him, but <laughs> I'm not sure how clear, you know, it is yeah. to everyone else. Yeah. Um, so again, if it helps to create specific homes for things, you know, that if you have a bin labeled leftovers or fruit or whatever works for your family, right. but I right. think, if we have the right amount, because even the best system is really hard to maintain if it's oh, it's inundated with quantity. And right, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think one of the easiest things you could do is probably purge those things that have been in there a long time. And I can even, I keep my fridge pretty tidy and I bet there's stuff in there that can go. And yeah. I see people all the time. They're like, oh, I looked through it the other day and we go through it and they're like, oh my gosh. Right. And a huge percentage of it goes, which is sad, but I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I had to realize too with Costco um, is that there were just some vegetables that we could not eat fast enough uh, before it goes bad. And so those are the things that I think you have to really pay attention to. How honest Uh are you with yourself? Um, Some things just go fast. Like once it's open and I feel like the, the oxygen has gone in. It's like, you better be eating that in two days. And if it's a humongous bag, how realistic is that? And so yeah. I realized I needed to go to the other stores and buy them in uh-huh. a smaller bag, even though they're probably the same cost as a humongous bag. But I'm just saying, if you don't want to waste or take up all the space in the fridge, you have to be really honest with how fast can you eat that, especially if you know it tends to turn pretty quickly. Um, Absolutely. So, so I agree with what you're saying about all of that. And, um, you know, 
just being, I, I think it really just goes back to what we've been saying on each episode is just being intentional with what, what you're buying and then, um, and what is the likelihood that you're going to consume it <laughs> and, and how fast you're going to consume it. Absolutely. Like, and I think, you know, one last point with that about being intentional, just, you know, and it's kind of figuring out like, what are the things we bring into our house? You know, the food that we kids like, and where does it make the most sense? Like, yes, is, is that Costco and I can buy 500 of them and I'm saving $5, but either you're not getting through it and it's, you know, going, you know, going to waste or it's, it's crowding up your pantry or your mm-hmm. fridge. And then, and it's, that creates stress, you know, because right. you're like, Oh, I look in the fridge. I'm always stressed. And then we're grumpy and then we get snippy with our kids. So I feel like there's this ripple effect. And so just really thinking about, you know what, maybe I'm spending two or three more dollars, but in the end, I'm probably saving money because I'm not wasting as much. I'm not, you know, jam packing my fridge, my pantry. I'm not, you know, forgetting I have other things. I'm not as grumpy or stressed when I looked in and look in there. And so, you know, just really being intentional about like, do I need to buy it at Costco or could I buy it here? Because, you know, at the rate we eat it, it just makes more sense to, to, to buy it here or there. Like bars, my kids eat bars. Like, I don't know, like they go through so many. So I get them at Costco because that just makes sense. But, but they don't eat bananas fast enough or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? And so, right. So yeah. creating your own system on where should I buy, you know, X, Y, and Z. So here's a, here's another system that I wanted to ask you. And because we've talked about the papers and then the kids stuff, I kind of know where your answer is probably going to go, but I want to ask it anyways, just in case people are just listening to this episode for the first time and they didn't catch the other two. Um, Christmas cards, especially when they're photos, but here I, I didn't think about asking this um, of you beforehand. I'm curious where you put your Christmas cards in the first place. Um, like where are you displaying them? And then so that it's not crazy. Um, especially if your fridge does not, um, uh, if it's not magnetic on the front, right? Like you can't just slap them up on there. And then, um, I know it kills people to like discard the Christmas cards, but then everybody's holding onto them. And then it's like, Oh, and then what are we doing with all of them? So, um, because of our conversation before, I kind of know where it's probably mm-hmm. going to go. Sure. But, <laughs> Um, yeah. so, but I'm sure you have people though, the clients that are like, they don't want to get rid of it. And so you're probably having to help them come up with a solution. So walk us through a system when you're getting Christmas cards and all that kind of stuff, what are you doing with them to display them? And then, um, and then what do you suggest, um, afterwards? Sure. So in our home, um, we, my children love to receive Christmas cards. And I should even back up and say, I know this won't be a shocker, but I don't send Christmas cards. Not surprised. Um, I know, I know. It was something, you know, honestly, because I sat and looked at like just the whole process of it and it didn't bring me enough joy. It was one more thing I felt like I had to do. It just didn't bring me enough joy. And I have friends who love it and I'm like, go for it, you know? Um, But then on the receiving end that I... um, my kids, like, you know, they're old enough now. They love opening them up. Yes. And they, we put them on our tree. Like, our tree is kind of one of those, Ooh, like, like, you it. know, homemade ornaments, yes. you know, that kind of thing. And so we display them on the tree. The kids love looking at them. I think um, that's and cool. that was just, yeah. And it looks, it just becomes a part of the decoration. And then it's also, um, I mean, I know people have like those ribbons, or I would yeah. say whatever works in your home and is where you can enjoy them and it's easy to get them up there. Um, you know, for my kids, it works on the tree. And then, um, it's also a prop for us. Then when we take our decorations down, we have to to physically touch the cards. And, um, and I, I did hear a good tip, but I, so I just let them go. Um, Like they they brought me joy. And again, because I'm not, not because I'm just so, you know, cutthroat, but (laughs) I, yeah, I know. Right. I know. Trust me. Like I was afraid to admit I 
didn't send Christmas cards, but I've gotten over <laughs> it now. I'm like, it is yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because I put this pressure on myself. I'm like, we got to get a perfect photo and then I'm going to spend, and then you, you know, a hundred dollars. I'm going to spend the, you know, the, um, yep. postage and stuff. And when I, cause I had lost my job a couple years ago before I transition to this. And mm. so I really had to look at our budget and that yeah, was one of the things I'm like, I'm not spending mm-hmm. $300, like, yeah. you know, so, um, but yeah, so again, it's not because I'm just cutthroat, but that I am in so many homes where people have boxes and boxes of old Christmas cards from friends that are shoved in closets mm-hmm. or shoved in the basement or shoved in a drawer. And they're like, Oh, I kept them. Cause I thought I was going to make a book or I was going to do this. And I will be honest. I'm sure there are a few people out there and I've yet to see one of these books. I've yet to see the cards <laughs> organized. Like, and what do they do? They end up getting rid of them. So again, yeah. it's like we, we put them in this, you know, this box or this bag with good intention and then we hold on to them and then we feel guilty. And then ultimately we get rid of them. So it's like, if you don't like, if you honestly don't think you're going to do something with it and you can do it, then I would say, let them, let them go. Like, yeah. yes, you're going to feel a little guilty. Yes. Your friend invested money, but like, that's not your sanity is worth more than that $1 card. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. still, it brought you joy in that moment and you're not doing them any, doing it any good by shoving it in a box in your basement. Yeah. Um, and I did hear, cause I did a post about this, um, this past season and someone had a great suggestion. They take a photo of the Christmas card and that becomes mm. that person's um, picture in their, you know, on their phone and oh, their, for the their contact. Contacts. I love that. I was that. like, that's great. Then that you actually have it. is a really good Let idea. Go. Yeah. 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 So and then I it's still there was, in your phone too, yeah. digitally when you upload it. Like you have those pictures of like your yeah. friends, like when you, if you were to look back, you know, in time, like, oh yeah. So I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah. And I, I like might even idea. take it a step further, like thinking when that card comes in, if you have a good system for processing your mail yeah. or whatever it is, when that card, right then. card comes in, take the picture and then also just make sure you have the address because the other thing that like, if you're going to update their contact, put that yeah. address in there because I see so many people same thing. They have a pile of envelopes because they're keeping yes. those people's addresses. Yes. And then yep. they can't find them when it's time to send a Christmas card. <laughs> I so I would even, maybe that's what I'll try next year's. When they yeah. come in, I'll update the address, take the photo, yeah. display the card, and then let it go. So I really do like the uh, idea so that's of what the I would photo. Say, yeah. If, yeah. If you're not going to, if you're not, if you really don't think you're going to do something with it, be honest with yourself, enjoy it for the, for the season, and then let it go. Because guess what? They're going to send you another one next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah. So. That is really cool. Okay. So, um, all right. We can either just go what on some systems that you really love and that you really help people with. Um, or we can kind of talk about, um, there's two things that I wanted to touch base with and then we can go on that or we can, uh, we can add to that. Um, is one is things just falling through cracks, like appointments, reminders, like, so today was school pictures, right? And so mm-hmm. with you not being a paper person, I don't know, you might've put it on your magnetic board. Um, if you guys were listening to the first episode 177, where we were talking about papers. Um, some people might keep that up to kind of trigger their brain. Um, I don't know if you even do that or if it all get put into your phone. Um, and then like business stuff, since you do run a business and anything like that, things that fall through the cracks. And then also I wanted to talk about, um, like a junk drawer and, um, do you feel like it's good for everybody to have a junk drawer? Cause I feel like sometimes people feel bad that they even have a junk drawer. Um, and, but then it's like, then the junk drawer can get out of hand. So I would love to hear your thoughts on how you help people maintain a junk drawer if you're going to have one. Yeah. So I, so I could talk about things falling through the cracks and then talk about the junk drawer. Yeah, let's do it. 
Perfect. Okay. So yes. So great example, school pictures. I will say, um, going back to like processing papers, when any information, I would say I'm not perfect, but when most information comes in, I really try hard to put it, put it, um, school pictures. So there's a date, a time, whatever it might be. I put it right into my, um, digital calendar and I set an alert also it alerts me like two days before one day before whatever it is excuse me um so also it's a a prompt because I think what is key about systems is we again we want to reduce like the mental pull that you know or requirements we don't want to have to remember that because that's that's something that's not it's important but there's a way to automate it. So we're not using our brain power for it because our, our brains are just not equipped for everything coming at us. So we need to really be thoughtful and essential about what we're using our brain power for. So I would say I would not put the paper on the magnetic board. I would upload it into my phone. I mean, this is for me, you know, cause I do use the alerts. Like I'm always like, is there a way I can automate this? So I do not have to remember it. And so I try that for um, any appointments. Um, I mean, just anything I put it, if I even have a reminder, you know, yesterday I had a client and I had to bring a level to hang something. I put an alert in my phone at 8am remind me to bring the level. So I don't have to put it in my brain. It just alerts me as I'm heading out the door, I grab the level and go. So I always just think about, um, how can I take the information mm-hmm. that's on that paper or whatever it might be? So I'm like, Oh gosh, I have to remember this. Uh, yeah. Like that's my prompt to be like, no, you need to put it in your phone and let it, you know, alert you so that you're not saving any of your brain space for that. Yeah. That makes sense. I love it. Okay. So do you want to jump into the junk drawer as our next one? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so junk drawer, um, I get this question a lot and I would say realistically, yes, I think everyone has, in a perfect world, everything would have a home, but I think that's not how life is. And first step when I'm working with the client is going through our stuff and simplifying and saying, okay, what is actually staying? And then the next thing people always ask is, you know, well, where should I put it? And I always say, well, where do you use it? And it's, which sounds so simple, but a lot of people don't even stop and think about that. They're like, well, I don't know where to put this. I'm like, well, where do you actually use this item? And it's important because if we put it close to where we use it, it one makes it easier for us to access it when we need it. And then two, it's easy to put away because if it's, if we're storing it far away from where we actually use it, then we end up saying, I'll just set it here for now and I'll put it away later. I'm like, if you're just setting it there for now, like maybe that's where it should belong anyway. But, um, my husband loves to say that I'm just going to pay you for right now. No, you're putting it away. But, (laughs) but then there's things that just don't, you know, that don't maybe they're like, I don't know where I use it. It's just kind of random. And so that's where I think the junk drawer kind of comes in where it's, um, are those things that come out of your pocket, you know, like paper clips or change or maybe pencils or, um, and maybe it shouldn't even be called a junk drawer anymore. It's just kind of like a miscellaneous, like drawer. kind of, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's fine for people. Like we have a really small one. I picked like the smallest drawer in our kitchen and because everything else, I'm like, if the other stuff, I'm like, if we're keeping it, like if it's a tool, then it, it goes to go the somewhere. in the garage. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that too, where people just, they throw just everything in there, like school pictures, Christmas cards, perhaps, you know, like, no, like they should have a home. So, um, where I think the junk drawer can kind of become a problem is, you know, I go into a lot of kitchens and people are like, I just don't have enough storage in my kitchen. I'm like, you have four junk drawers. And and I'm not (laughs) saying that like shame on you, but it's like, we go through it and we realize that you really only, like, you only really need one if that, you know, cause we go through all of it and lo and behold, most of it goes. Cause they're like, oh, I don't even need this. I don't even know why I have it. And, um, so I would say, yeah. So I think having one absolutely. Cause there's those random things that I don't want on my counter, 
that right. I'm like, I, you know, it's going to go in here because, you know, it's this random piece I need to put back in my dishwasher when I get around to doing that, but it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't really have a proper home otherwise. So I think having one, but I would, I would have one and I would make it a small drawer and, and really be thoughtful and intentional about like, does this really, you know, does it belong here? Or does this actually have a home where I could put it so that I can find the screwdriver when I need it? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Okay, so we're at the end of the show. And I'm just curious if you have a tip for um, everyone that they could do in, you know, 15 minutes or at least start something um, that could take 15 minutes um, that stands out to you with, you know, a day-to-day system. Well, going back to your point that, you know, there's things falling through the cracks and appointments and stuff like that. Like I would look at maybe think about what's something recently that fell through the cracks. Was it an appointment? Was it school pictures, whatever it might be? And think, how can I, you know, kind of, why did it fall through the cracks? Was I relying on that paper on the board? And is there a way I can automate it? Is there a way I can make it where I don't have to, you know, require, like rely on my own brain power to remember it? So can you, um, you know, can you, I would say like just using what I use, can you automate that somehow? So that's not falling through the cracks. So I would say, think about what was that one thing? And then is there some way you can automate it so that you're not relying on brain power to remember it? Yeah. I love that. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for doing part three of the series with me. And I can't wait for, um, part four, where we're going to be talking all about storage. Great. Thank you. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the mom inspired show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email and you will be all set. See you next week.